0: Welcome to the Lucky Let Court Podcast, a Tennis Now production sponsored by Tennis Express. I'm your host, Chris Otto, joining you on Sunday, November 18th. The ATP season is done and dusted, and Alexander Zverev is the man of the moment. The German shocks Novak Djokovic 6-4, 6-3 in the final at 0-2 Arena today. He will finish the season at number four in the world with his biggest title in tow. Zverev, the youngest player to win that title since 2008 when Novak Djokovic got it done, and he's also the first German to win the title at the ATP Finals since 1995. This was a massive surprise. I don't care how good you think Alexander Zverev is, and most of us think that he is absolutely brilliant and destined to be a multiple major winner. But the way that he was handling himself in the middle of the week where he spent most of his time complaining about the length of the ATP season, he was looking weary, looking fatigued, able to turn things around, and then beat Federer and Djokovic back-to-back to win his biggest career title. Some interesting stats on Zverev's achievement, he became just the fourth player to defeat Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic in the semifinal and final of the same tournament. The other three players are Andy Murray, Rafael Nadal, David Nalbandian. Another interesting stat is that Zverev is the first player to beat both Novak Djokovic and Roger Federer in the same ATP finals. He's also the first player to beat the top two seeds in the semis and final of the ATP finals since Andre Agassi in 19. 19- 90. So Alexander Zverev completely flips the script on the ATP finals and the season comes to a close on a high note for the German, a little bit of a low note for Novak Djokovic, but let's not forget he came all the way from world number 22, won two Grand Slam titles and will finish the season as number one. Lots of interesting stuff to talk about and debate and you can find plenty of features over at TennisNow.com, features by our editor Richard Pagliaro as well as myself, but for now we've got a very very special guest on the Lucky Let Cord podcast. He is world number 76, rising American Mackie McDonald. He rose in the rankings all the way from 176 to his current perch. He won his first four Grand Slam matches this season, and he made the second week at Wimbledon. He's a former NCAA men's singles champion, and he was kind enough to speak with us over the weekend. So let's get right to that interview with Mackie McDonald now. lucky let podcast is very pleased to have mackie mcdonald with us today mackie if you don't know him is a current atp world number 76 had a breakout season on the tour winning nine matches making the second week at wimbledon back in 2016 he was an ncaa champion both in singles and doubles so psyched to speak with you mackie how are you doing today
1: yeah doing great thanks for having me chris um
0: really pleased uh, that you had such a fantastic season. I mean, you started the year without a single ATP level victory, ranked at 176. And now here we are 11 months later, you got nine ATP wins, second week at Wimbledon, lots of prize money in the bank, uh, an amazing season by all accounts. I just want to say congratulations.
1: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah.
0: What was the difference? Why were you able to kind of hit the ground running so quickly this season?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I had a really tough off season last year. Uh, last December, I was training really hard in Lake Nona, Orlando. Um, really eager to get out there and play a lot of the more ATP tournaments, starting with qualities in Australia this last year. So, um, yeah, definitely a lot of gains. I think just with the experience I'm getting on tour now a couple of years in and uh, just getting that exposure to the top level, it's helping me uh, rise pretty pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I, actually, that's one of the questions I wanted to ask. You You faced 12 players that are ranked inside the top 50 in 2018. You had never faced any such players before. Uh, you came, came away with a few big wins. Of course, uh, Milos Raonic was one of them, uh, getting a little revenge on him for that Wimbledon defeat. And also Andreas Seppi, Nicholas Yari, who's a real tough young player. Um, it's something, this, this level of competition you haven't been able to play against before. And now that you have, what would you say you learned?
1: Um, I'd say, I mean, definitely at this ATP level compared to the challengers. I mean, the guys are, you know, hitting the ball a little bit bigger. They have, they have more, um, noticeable weapons, like a massive serve and forehand aggression. Um, uh-huh. so I, I'm, I'm definitely learning that at the top level. You definitely need some, you know, some good things that make you stand out to get to that level. Um, and for me, it's been finding those things within my game myself and then, and then also just having the confidence and the belief that i can compete at that level Um, because it's so new to me too i mean i just haven't had as much exposure as some of these other guys even the guys that are my age just because i went to college for a couple years so i've i've been playing a little bit of catch up and now i feel like i've I'm, I'm getting more grounded on the on the tour
0: right And do you find that there were some things that worked for you back in 2016 when you were winning the ncaa's that maybe at this level against these type of players i mean you look at the 22 matches you played at the tour level every name is a seriously solid player do you feel like there are some things that just don't work for you and you have to change some of your tactics and techniques because of that
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, we're definitely always tinkering and, and, and trying to improve my game. I think there was a lot of positives, you know, coming, coming out of college. I think I had a lot of confidence. I learned how to win a lot. So right. um, I'm still using a lot of those skills that I did develop from college into my into a pro. But I'm also learning that I need to add so many more things, or at least when I first started, you know, it's always just adding more things to your repertoire so you can you know be able to compete with all all sorts of different players and guys at the top level so i think i've definitely added a lot to my game i think i've improved in almost pretty much every area uh, at least one percent if not you know you know a couple more percents and uh it's it's definitely showing
0: Mm. and um switch back to last year when you you came out of the blocks in australia you were able to qualify win your first grand slam made draw match and then have that fantastic experience on rod lever against grigor dimitrov how important was that in taking you through the rest of the season
1: yeah that was massive i mean that was honestly honestly that was my favorite tournament uh of the year. Um, Almost above Wimbledon, i really? I just I love playing in Australia and that match for me playing against Gregor. I know I lost it, um, but I mean that was one of the coolest things ever playing on that grandstand at a uh, or uh, on on stadium at right, on uh, night match. So yeah, so I mean yeah, I mean major milestones for me qualifying for the first time, winning my first grandstand match. So uh, yep. Yeah really happy with that result.
0: And uh, as you make your preparations to head back over there this year and make, and being in the main draw direct entry, how does that change what you do this winter? And how does that change the way you kind of view this season? Cause you're going to be in a lot more main draws, maybe not have the chance to rack up wins on the challenger tour as much. Are you kind of mentally preparing for another altogether different experience?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think 2019 to have a lot of same thing, new experiences and um, a lot of fun ones too. I mean, um definitely gonna have to defend points differently and deal with defending points I haven't had to do that a lot as a pro so far so now I mean honestly looking at it now like I just feel like the ATP tournaments that I will be mainly playing have way more points than the challenger tour Mm -hmm. and then and so I think there's a lot of opportunity for points um and yeah I think um I mean, I'll, I'll hope to just play as many ATPs as possible. Hopefully not too many challengers, but definitely might need to sprinkle a few in there. Um, yeah, it should be a fun year. You said, mentioned
0: how good of an experience the Australian Open is, but you can't deny that Wimbledon experience where you're able to reel off three matches in a row. And I was just curious. Um, I didn't get to speak with you out at Wimbledon. I really wanted to. What was it about... Was it just... The, are you just a good grass court player? That's what I want to ask you. Is it because it seems like your service numbers are incredible. I think in your tour level matches, you won 90% of your service games on the grass. Is there something that just clicks with you about that surface?
1: I think that the grass definitely helps my serve and helps me compete. Um, Or or, it just suits my game a little bit more maybe than the other services. Ball doesn't get as high. Mm -hmm. I can really be aggressive, look to come in use my speed too. Um, But withholding it definitely makes my serve go a little bit more and uh and then i can just find my breaks so um i definitely think i can have a pretty good grass season every single year and i, I really enjoyed my time on it so i'm really looking forward to it every year from now on
0: and uh, i read an article with steve link that came, or steve flink rather that came out after your wimbledon experience and he had talked with wayne ferreira about some of the things you guys were working on, of course, Wayne. For those of you who don't know, worked with Mackey went in his formative years. From um, if I'm not mistaken, from like 12 to 18, those ages. Uh huh. And and, yeah. he's, and he's still around now. And and they were talking a lot about that you wanted to develop a better first serve. And so I started looking at stats, and it looked like you maybe had more success with your serve than you did with your return on the grass. Is it is it a focus on the serve or? or is it a focus on the return or would you say that it's a little bit of everything for you at this point?
1: I think, I think over this, the course of the year, I've definitely improved my serve. I mean, I know Wayne's talked a lot about that. Me and my coach, Matt Clower at have really worked on it. So, I mean, if you look at my percentages over the course of the year, it's definitely gone up. Like, uh, I don't know the exact percent, but it's definitely gone up and my winning percentage winning points on first serve and second serve have, have both increased since last year. So so those are two positives, and then I mean, just going onto the grass. Um, like I said, I, I think it just—it's tougher to return on grass. So for my opponents and and me too. So uh, just because the ball does stay lower, it goes through the court more. So I think the grass helps helps a guy like me mm-hmm. win more points.
0: You're listening to the Lucky Let Court Podcast, a Tennis Now production, sponsored by Tennis Express. We're talking with world number 76, American Mackey McDonald. Now back to the interview. And I also read something where you said you were looking, maybe your hero was Roger Federer in addition to Kobe Bryant, which I don't quite get from a Bay Area native. Well, maybe we'll talk about that another time. But um, you mentioned you like to emulate Kei Nishikori David Goffin, guys who are about your height, 5'10", your weight, 160. I wonder uh, what specifically you look for when you watch their games and what have you been able to come away with? Because I know you played Nishikori in the Dallas Challenger. You played Goffin a few years back. What have you learned from those guys and about how they've been able to have success on the tour?
1: Uh, I think it's important to look at those guys and kind of see how they construct points. I think both those guys do a really good job with constructing points and and and. and yeah, which is something I can work on. Because for me, I feel like I try to be a little bit more aggressive, sometimes too aggressive. Um, whereas, I mean, those guys, great movers, just like myself. I mean, solid returners. And, uh, I mean, the biggest positive for me is how they construct the points, how they, you know, I mean, they, they cut off angles still, and they still look to come forward, but they're, they're really patient, which is the next step for my game, I think.
0: So, uh if if I'm not mistaken it's it's about using the quickness to get around the court and, and to cut off those at those angles. That's a big part of it for for a guy like you.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And then plus, I mean, I mean with the same height too. I mean, these guys how how they're how they're going about serving. So like a guy like me can't step up to the line and 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 look to hit those big aces that, you know, some of those 6-4 guys are hitting. So I mean, a guy like Kay, his percentages are always high, and he's he's winning points off the rally because he has so much confidence in his ground stroke. So, I mean, that's something that I've been getting better at. You can keep keep viewing, you know, watching the HB finals, uh, watching guys like that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, and another guy that's that's uh, similar height and weight that you also faced this year, and is a player on the rise. I think he's still 19 years old. Is Australia's Alex D Minor. Did you pick up anything from his game when you faced him?
1: yeah uh i think alex is a great player he was a definitely tough match for me this uh a couple months ago i was up a set and a break but i mean one of the biggest things i noticed about the guys he's an incredible fighter and that's something i mean i can definitely take away from him um but yeah i think he's a really good 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 competitor for sure and um Hopefully,
0: I'll play him again soon. Yeah. And um, speaking of that fighting, the, the, the journalist I was sitting next to you wrote an article just about the mental toughness that it took for you to win that match at Wimbledon against Nicholas Jarry because he was kind of raining winners on you. And it took a lot of patience and a lot of just like, uh, belief for you to hang in that match. Would you say that that also characterizes your game, this mental toughness?
1: Yeah. No, for sure. I think, I think I do a really good job with fighting and, and um, uh competing out there i feel like this year you know, i've for so many so many of the points i really try to capture every moment i can yeah and and in that match i definitely felt like i was a step behind for a lot of the match i mean jerry's a very dangerous player hits the ball super hard serves massive so uh it took me a while just to stay with him and force a fourth and then a fifth set yeah so I was pretty proud of myself to come, come through in that match. That was one of my favorite matches of the year, for sure.
0: It was, yeah, and that, that's a question I was going to ask you because, you know, you've played a, you had a lot of good matches this year and against a lot of big names. You played Andy Murray. Of course, you played Nishikori, a couple against Raonic. Jill Simone was on the list. I mean, it's uh, what are the some of the memories besides Wimbledon and Australia that we talked about that really stick out for you about this 2018 campaign?
1: I think a lot of the – well, I definitely enjoyed her Togenbosch. I was winning my first main draw, yep. 250 ATP uh, match. It's funny because I won a bunch of Grand Slam matches before I ever won a ATP 250 match or a 500 match or a 1,000 match. So uh, getting my first one there on the grass was really nice against Seppi. Uh, I thought i put a really clean match there. Um, I enjoyed – I mean – uh before all the ATP stuff I mean it took a lot of hard work to get there so some of the other things I think about this year was winning the sole challenger okay good, and uh, making that decision to go to go to Korea and play those challengers instead of the clay and and work out my ranking so I could put myself in a position to get into Wimbledon so that was a big big positive for me this year um and then yeah I mean I've put in a lot of hard work and training in the offs or in the, in the weeks at home in Orlando. So, I mean, I, I definitely don't forget about those weeks. I'm, I'm working hard and, um, yeah, it's definitely helped me on the road.
0: Excellent. And um, a couple more questions before I let you go, Mackie. And my my first one of those questions is about the clay. You've got a big chunk of the season. You're probably going to get a lot more clay experience, maybe more than you've ever had in your career. What is your relationship like with the surface, and what are your expectations for that part of the season in 2019?
1: Yeah, I mean, I growing up in California, haven't to played too much on clay. I mean, in college, you know, not much. I played junior French um i played some in south america as a junior so not as much as 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 other guys but um i'll definitely be looking forward to the clay season this year i'll be training a little bit on it this off season just because i know it's easier on the body and it helps with me you know constructing points and whatnot so um i think it'll be exciting i think i think the tournaments are in great spots and i'm looking forward to traveling to these new spots and 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 experiencing the tournaments so it should be a fun clay fun season
0: that's not, next year. That's nice to hear. You're not you're not a jaded player by any means. You're excited to go anywhere and do anything on the tour, aren't you?
1: Yeah, no, it should be fun. It'll be a challenge for sure, but, I mean, that's that's all part of it.
0: And uh, last couple ones. Uh, uh, Matt Clower is your current coach, but I know that he's been uh, named the USTA's new collegiate national coach. Will that have any impact on his role with you or his ability to travel with you?
1: Yeah, so Matt got the new job, and big uh, congrats to him. I think it's a great position for him and and I know he'll do a a good job there, but he will still be helping me. Um, he'll be traveling with me some weeks other year, not as many as last year or or this year. I mean, it was a lot of travel for him this year and, um, and, uh, yeah, so he's going to have to cut back a little bit. Um, but he'll do pretty much all my training weeks in Orlando and I'll see him when I get back there for my home base. And, um, all the slams and and big tournaments okay. he'll go to so um i still I, I really like working with matt he's helped me tremendously and i really just enjoy you know getting better with him so we're going to keep our our team together like that um and then i'll have someone else traveling with me for the other weeks of the of the year
0: and you haven't decided on that person is it brent salazar with your fitness will he be along with you as well or is that more of a part-time thing as well?
1: Uh, no, Brent. Brent. Brent's my full-time. Um, he's based in Orlando. He'll be doing some weeks on the road, but normally I just see him in, in Lake Nona. Mm-hmm. Which is where yeah. you'll
0: be spending... Um, I know you're in, in San Francisco now, breathing in this horrendous and dangerous air from the campfire, which is a crazy time to be in San Francisco, right?
1: Yeah, no, it's pretty devastating. I mean, it reminds me, because last year pretty much one year ago i was playing the fairfield challenger which was my first challenger title and that was during the last major fire um which was only burning like five miles away from us from the tennis side it was pretty unbelievable that they had us keep playing but it was my first challenger title so yeah um,
0: not an was easy pretty one crazy to get. week
1: for me there yeah no for sure but uh yeah i mean it's it's crazy it's been super smoky since i landed here yeah. so i haven't done a lot outside
0: Oh, but nice to be home, right, for a few days. And then you're off to you're off to Orlando to put in, wow, I guess uh, six, seven weeks of hard work. And what do you have planned specifically? Are there things you, you feel like you need to accomplish in that time, or you just want to get your body super fit?
1: There's going to be a lot of emphasis on the fitness. I know that. Um, definitely got to keep getting stronger because every other guy on tour is too. So we we'll working on that. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what Matt wants to do. I, I definitely think we'll... I definitely think he has a plan and we'll, we'll attack it including the serve and just uh, a lot of tennis is mental now too. So there's definitely a list. will we'll, we'll knock off this off season.
0: Very cool. And uh, last but not least, have you established, I mean, geez, this year you went from 176 to 76. Do you have another big plan uh, and a goal for your ranking for 2019?
1: Yeah. Um, I think my main goal, I think I'll, well, I put down, I want to get top 50. So, takes 1000 points about and to get that top 50 ranking. so that'll be my my main 2019 goal that is fantastic Mackie.
0: i want to thank you so much for taking time and i wish you the best of luck in 2019 and i hope you get to those goals and i hope we speak again soon
1: awesome thanks chris thanks for having me this
0: edition of the lucky let cord podcast is a wrap i want to thank Mackie mcdonald for joining the program and i want to thank everybody for listening if you guys want to check us out on social media, we're always out there on Twitter at tennis underscore now, on Facebook, facebook.com slash tennis now. Our podcast homepage is com. You can also find us on iTunes, on Spotify. We love it if you give us those five star ratings and those juicy reviews. It means a lot. Thank you all for listening, and please join us next week. We'll be back to wrap up the Davis Cup final.